There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Brick by Brick, a podcast produced by Move Your Mind, committed to changing the construction industry one conversation at a time. When it comes to mental health, the one thing that I've been doing for the past 12 years is just trying to show vulnerability and share stories. And this has been one of the most impactful things that I've ever come across when it comes to raising awareness and creating a safe space for people to talk about what they're going through. In this episode, I spoke to Eric Locke, who's the Chief Executive Officer at Incolink. He spoke openly, was incredibly raw and vulnerable, shared his own story and and truly leads by example and in an area such as the construction industry it's so important to see someone in his position sharing these kind of messages i hope you enjoy this episode and a huge thank you to lenlease for supporting the brick by brick podcast if you'd like to learn more you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the move your mind book at nickbrax.com slash book eric thank you so much for making the time to come on this podcast mate really appreciate it I am delighted to uh, to join you. Thanks for the invite, and uh, we're always up and about to talk about mental health and the importance of talking about it. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's so. I mean, it's been crazy since we launched this offset of the podcast for you know tailored at the construction industry. We've up to maybe we've recorded about twenty episodes of it, and it's um, had such a response. We've had so many people in different facets of the industry talking about it and um, so many people reaching out because I think it's just something that people want to talk about, but traditionally there haven't, hasn't been enough of a voice or enough resource or, you know, no guidance when it comes to this area in, in the world in general, but especially, you know, in this industry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's right. It's, it's, it's an evolving conversation and it's one that's making a difference. Um the, the trend is our, our friend in construction, um, suicide rates. So, you know, we're, we're seeing signs of some impact of these programs and it's only because people started to talk about these issues and call for responses by industry that we actually started to deliver these programs uh, on-site, online, over the phone, wherever people uh, want to access them. One of the blessings of the pandemic was uh, adaptability. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the best things that's come out of it. It sort of forced our hand at really utilizing technology and being more flexible in how we learn, how we do things and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. So you're actually seeing like tangible results from some of these programs when it comes to mental health? Well, I mean, we, we, we do because we have so such a high uptake of people who've done general awareness sessions in, in, the, in our Blue Hats, our suicide prevention program. Um, and you can therefore you, you you can track the number of conversations they have and the and the way they're able to triage people, uh, work us through to our counselling services, which is, um, which is fantastic. So you can actually see somebody has come through the program, um, gone through to gone through to counselling, and uh, it's been a great intervention. Um, and those kind of brief interventions that occur on a work site 
are, are really critical. Um, and then we, we work to give, give people the skills to, to stop feeling that way. Um, mm. But it's difficult, Nick, because the underlines of the construction industry, as you have no doubt have observed previously, are very difficult for mental health. It's, it's, it's an uncertain environment. It is. It is. And and how do you, you know, is it hard, do you find it difficult managing that environment with the different levels of it? You've got people on site, some people are working, you know, different hours. There's just so many different levels of people to manage that are going to take on learning in different ways, absorb information in different ways, respond differently. How do you, how do you find solutions that can cater, you know, to the many different, you know, facets of the industry? Yeah, so um, I think I think the important thing is that it's 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 this. We offer programs that are bottom up rather than top down. So um, it is a peer to peer program at its heart. Um, with your first contact being your peers who, who are wearing a blue hat, very identifiable, um, and they are your first and trusted point of contact. Um, What's also important, I think, to bear in mind here is that that the brand that carries the program. So we're pretty we're a, a very trusted brand in uh, in the construction space. Um, we protect people's entitlements um, so that when they're between jobs, which happens a lot in construction, um, we are there to support them financially or for financial counselling, mental health counselling, GP and on GP on site. Um, the whole wraparound. We try to be the safety net in construction. So therefore, that cachet that we have from, in our, allows us to uh, the trust with our, with our workers, uh, our worker members particularly. And um, that's incredibly, you know, that's incredibly important. Well, that's fantastic. And I mean, it already sounds like from what you're saying, and what what you know what we've experienced from the many companies we've spoken to that you're really taking a you know a pretty in depth approach and going going further probably and looking at it differently than a lot of companies would and I think I really resonate with what you're saying there. Yeah, well, I mean, what we but what we're dealing with is like a national tragedy, isn't it? If we're talking about it, one construction worker every two days taking their own life. Um, that is something that is, uh, it's a horrific statistic, right? Um, it is one of the highest risk industries in the first place, but you don't, it is at the highest risk end with suicide as well. And you have to take that seriously. It's your responsibility as an industry. Um, if, you, if you can't fix the, the underlying um, issues in the industry, which are you know, uncertainty, long hours, um, you know, time away from family, um, often leaving in the dark, coming home in the dark, um, uh, sometimes often substance abuse to self-medicate, um, and then the loss and then reconnection with pools of people who you work with for, for long or short periods of time. None of it's very good for your mental health, but if we're not, if we can't, we need to work to fix those under underpinnings as best we can. But in the meantime, we need to come up with solutions that follow people wherever they are. 
So wherever a worker is, they're going to still be able to access us rather than it being worksite specific. Um, if you're a yeah. member of ours, you're a member of ours and, and you've got to be able to call on our services wherever you might be working. I, I love that. I mean, that's, and it's, it's critical. And, you know, we, like you're saying there, we, I mean, it's unacceptable that there are that many suicides. It's terrifying. And I think it's great that, you know, you're on here talking about it. Other people are now talking about it. You know, we're trying to drive a lot of these conversations as much as we can. And it needs to be because every single time, and I didn't, you know, until we really dived into this industry last year, I didn't know these statistics. And every time I've told yeah. people about it, their jaw drops, they're shocked. You know, it's like, it's it's shocking It's because it's already bad in, in society in general. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's really important that we're just utilising technology, doing anything we can to try and um, get yeah. these resources to, to people. There goes the there goes the dog. Well, we've got, yeah, it got a little appe- special appearance in this episode. <laughs> during, during the pandemic, I did, sorry, Nick, I did so much um, media on um, COVID-19 testing and the COVID response every day um, because it was very hard to put out the construction unions um, or the master builders because everybody was uh, so they'd wheel me out as like the noble savage in construction and every time Molly would have a barking fit you know I'd be, <laughs> I'd, be <laughs> I'd be doing a piece of the camera and Molly literally got up on the couch behind me and started barking at, at Virginia that's hilarious that's so uh, good I know. Definitely lightens the mood, you know. They <laughs> probably pro- probably at the right time, you know. We're talking about suicide and all these heavy subjects. It's yeah, sort of well, I, I <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. Let's let's talk about rainbows and lollipops. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick, I think it's important to remember that the increased rate of insolvency. If you go back, I think it's in, in the early three hundreds uh, a couple of years ago, up to over four hundred. Um, in this financial year, um, so people talk. We always talk about the home buyers and the and the builder and how how terrible that is. But th- there's a huge dislocation that goes with the workforce that people don't people don't really account for uh, when the, when the story first breaks. But that's that's the construction industry played out in real time. Um, mm, mm. Talk about thirteen hundred Porter Davis homes or, or whatever it was that were un. un- incomplete in Victoria. Um, if there are a couple of jobs on each of those sites, there's 30, you know, 3,000 plus kind of people that are impacted um, Australia-wide. That's a, that's a pretty shocking thing. And how would you de- how would people deal with that if they were an employee and, and were, were counting on working on that kind of projects, those kind of projects for years? Um, it's very tough. Lendlease is proudly sponsoring the Brick by Brick podcast. They're committed to the health and safety of their people and those they work with and have been acknowledged externally for their focus on providing healthy workplaces. Lendlease is certified as a globally healthy workplace in recognition of their focus on employee health and well-being. In addition, Lendlease won the multinational employer category at the six Global Healthy Workplace Awards. They have a holistic approach to health and well-being and continue to grow their focus around mental health. 
Lend-Lease genuinely care and are out there not just to make a difference in their organisation, but in construction and society as a whole. We're very proud to have Lend-Lease as a sponsor of the Brick by Brick podcast. And of yeah. course, it's, it, it all comes back to the way that industry is structured with you know payments, cycles, completions, payment, new, 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 new jobs, workforce, workforce often outsourced. Um, it's very difficult. I'd uh, I'd love to have all the solutions, but all we can do with all we can do really, from my view, from my point of view, is uh, mitigate the consequences of, of how it operates and um, and trust uh, our, our shareholders are working towards making it better as best they can. Yep, and that's that's all that you can do. You know, all we can do is our best in any of these situations, but it's it's really making that effort, and I think a lot of people know about it now and. Um, that's great, but I think many companies out there are, you know, just putting a, a Band-Aid solution over this and not really going to that detail to try and find a way to really improve it, and, and that that is all we can do. So, you know, I'm just taking that step. So got some other things I want to talk about, but before we go into that, are you able to give yes. us a – yeah, can you just give us, our listeners, a bit of a background on yourself and the work that you guys are doing? Uh, on myself personally? Um yeah, yourself personally and how you came to be doing what you're doing and then, you know, the, the work that you guys are doing. Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, my name's Eric Locke. Um, <laughs> I've been in around <laughs> the, uh, the union. I've been in around unions and professional associations for, uh, for 30 years and as, as well as political parties. Um, I came to Inkalink after being um, a a chief of staff, seventy fifth time, and uh, and also a, a, a director of a, a PR firm for the forty uh, fifth time. So, but <laughs> I, I knew a lot about this sector because I've I've worked with Engineers Australia, uh, the construction unions, um, and I had a, a number of you know a number of people that I've worked with in the build form, and. Uh, I uh, I applied for the job and I was lucky enough to get it. And it's a, it's a difficult industry, um, but it works because at the end of the day, everybody everybody cooperates to build a, a sustain to to make sure there's a sustainable industry because everybody nobody wins if it's if this if it's broken. So um, I've been here three and a half years, and uh, I look forward to doing doing. A few more. Great. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. So I guess when it comes to mental health in this industry, where do you see the biggest change that across, you know, across the construction industry as a whole, where, what do you think is the biggest thing that needs to change for us to really start lowering some of these numbers and with suicide and these issues that are happening? You know, what, what do you see as one of the, the key factors in the um, look, I think the main thing is dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting a whole lot better at that. And uh, because we have buy-in from the master builders, the CFMU um, and, and the employers, we, um, we, we, we get good buy-in and um, we, it is encouraged, you know, people are encouraged to participate in our program, become blue hats. Um, and, you know, that's... That's the best thing we can do. Talk, 
just talk. It's not it's not a taboo subject anymore. Yeah. And and how much Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. When it comes to that with um how are you seeing that within your organization and other organizations people are feeling more comfortable to talk about it in general? I, I think so, yes. And I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I have some kind of evidence to support that. Um, 10,000 workers, our, our members, have attended an Incolink suicide general awareness session. Um, we have 500 blue hat workers wearing the, the, the hat on site as we speak. Um, and we have 7,000 plus members last year have some interaction with incoming counsellors. So that's pretty, those are pretty good statistics. Trend is kind of up with all of them. Um, and, you know, as I said, the, 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 the work of the unions and the employers has been key to, to actually make this an issue that they cooperate around to help solve. Not every state has the luxury of an incoming however. So mm-hmm. we are, um, we are, somewhat blessed here to to have a, a fund of size enough to be able to deliver this without any additional costs you know yeah absolutely absolutely well well look i appreciate you sharing all of this and you know it's it, again so great that you can talk so openly and share these insights on the industry um we finish every episode with five closing questions so um Please. as i was saying earlier i'm not gonna yeah not gonna throw you too far under the bus here but we'll see how we go but um the first one is um, a bit of a random one. What's the best? What's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Just a random oh. personal one for you. <laughs> uh, oh, Nick, I had such a, I had such. I know my mother won't be watching this. I had such a terrible childhood I, because I had fourteen houses that I lived in by the time I was eighteen. So my God, mine was, mine was not the standard um, <laughs> childhood. So I mean, I've had this question a bit, like you know from partners, et cetera. Isn't there something about your childhood you remember that you liked? I said, not really. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> leaving home was good. There you um, go. So yeah. so having it end, having childhood end was probably the best part. Well, and for me that was at 16, right? Wow, yeah. So I made it end as soon as I could. Yeah, yeah which is, so. uh, I mean, especially – for this day and age, you know, people are staying at home till 25, 30 these days, but um, it's young to leave home. Well, yeah, and look, this is why I have some identification with with construction workers and uncertainty. It's that living with uncertainty will give you anxiety, right? Um, so will alcohol, you know, abuse of alcohol and other drugs and, you know, and, and they all go, that all goes hand in hand into a, into a terrible cocktail. So, yeah, I, I have identification with workers because of my past and mm. if you've lived habits like that right then you tend to be attracted to um employment that's short term and relationships that are short term because that's what you know and um luckily i've settled down now but uh, you know i chose high risk short-term occupations like politics and you know <laughs> public relations and 
anything with an election yeah. where I could get defeated was I was running straight at it, you know. <laughs> so you have to take this is a very long answer, so but it's self reflection. But if you can take a step back and look at your life and say, no, that's actually, it's actually it isn't working out well for me. Yeah. Then that's the best step. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be lo- loading up other groups and you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it. And we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. I love that answer, though, and I, I, I can I can relate to that so much in what you're talking about there. Of, um, you know, I've done my own businesses and chased things that are, you know, short term and high risk, and you almost get addicted to that. And like you're saying, you know, that mindset makes it very hard to have other things that you know are going to improve your life like a long-term relationship and you know that I've made changes myself in that and I've quit drinking recently just to even remove other parts you know and it's it's incredible like I, I actually can't believe how much better it's made my life like it's difficult to make those decisions but then the quality of life and the the calmness that underneath all of that um is huge when you when you sort of start to realize these different patterns that you know that many of us have yeah it takes time though yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna stop and change things it's gonna take a a month or three to adjust to to it and you just got to sit it through don't make any rash decisions (laughs) yeah i gave up i gave up up drinking seven years ago so oh well well congratulations on that and how how difficult was that or has that been and how much of a change has that made to your life Huge change to my life. Um, yeah, uh, how difficult has it? It was very difficult. I mean, it, it's killed three members of my family, right? So it wasn't the worst, it oh, wasn't wow. the hardest decision to make. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it wasn't, it was either, I, oh, I could keep this up and see if it works out differently to the other three members of the family or I could stop, you know. Wow. Um, and that's, you know, that's again one of those things as, as you'd, be, you'd be experiencing is like um, it's changed, right? It's it's changed. You've got to be, you've got to stick with it and get, if you've got, you know, 30 years of doing one, things one way, 23 years, and then um, seven years on the other side is you might reach some balance at the end of seven years or so. Get back to where you were 23 years prior to that. Yeah. yeah. Quit smoking, quit drinking. I don't do anything. I'm basically a nun. 
Oh well, yeah. The two of us are going to be fun for to go out on a night <laughs> night on the town, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but it, it is, and it's you know that point as well. And sorry, we're going off track, but this is really interesting. The stuff coming up here, but um, it is often you know it can feel we can feel like we've made huge progress, or you know I've committed to this thing for three months or whatever it is. And when you zoom out and look at, hang on, in the context of my life, this is nothing. And it's so easy to like give up on difficult things when you're not looking at it through that long-term lens and um, seeing it, you know, in that very sort of moment by moment daily, um, you know, we can get caught up in that. So it's um, it's important what you said. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. I mean, I think there's... Um, that old expression, one day at a time, you just have to focus on what is happening that day and it's very hard to do, staying present. Yeah, it's, it, it is. All, you know, your terminology changes in the mental health space as you get older, but as you go through life. But um, one day at a time was always, was the, what we used to say before we talked about being present. Or, you know, it's mm. similar concepts, you know. Just focus on what you're focused on now, what you can do now. Um, and one day at a time, change your life, change the way you think about yourself, which is often the underpinning. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Oh, so, anyway, moving on to the to the next one. Um, yep. What What do you think is currently the biggest issue on mental health when it comes to the construction industry? Um, one of the one of the biggest issues is still access to services. Yeah. So we work in civil construction, but if you're in residential construction, we don't have great um, penetration. Um, we would help uh, workers if asked, and we have, and we did just earlier this week. But it's still access to services. So, and that's not the problem necessarily with the worker. But if you're doing a fifty-plus hour week, you're working six mm. days on your one day off, a Sunday, are you going to want to go to the GP? Probably not. And, um, no chance. Yeah, and particularly to have to do a long session, a mental health plan. So access to services um, is the biggest issue, which means that there's probably less dialogue on some sites than others. And, um, and we just have to find a way to deliver content which is accessible everywhere, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what's your personal definition of happiness? Um, the West Coast Eagles not finishing bottom of the ladder be great. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, <laughs> unlikely. Um, <laughs> the pers- look, personal definition of happiness is not having a lot of stuff or um, being lauded in any particular area or you know, well, it's it's contentment and structure, and that goes back to turbulence you know so if i can construct a life which is actually finds joy in structure and the and the and the rails that i've assembled myself right getting you know getting up at the same time breakfast exercise work and some balance that's happiness it's contentment great answer mate. I, that till I was 70 i could do that till i was 70 but... exactly exactly no, I yeah, I think it's a really really good answer. 
what are you what are you most afraid of aside from the West Coast Eagles finishing on the bottom of the ladder? I'm afraid that my dog might um might be reaching the end of her life. Um, yeah. What am I afraid? Sorry of? to hear. Um, oh no no no! I think um what what frightens me is um is always uncertainty. You can never have too much certainty, and uh, you know that's um, when I when the war in Ukraine started. Uh, I, I panicked disproportionately to that, and I think I, I, I think I had a degree of PTSD post COVID because we mm. got the COVID response in Victoria. Um, but I uh, I worry very much about um, externality stuff I can't control. Yeah, and uh, that's the human condition, I think. But it's also it comes from a a um, again that that turbulence that I've experienced all my life where you, you want to control stuff, right? I don't want any more of that turbulence. I want to be able to control stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I worry about those externalities like a nuclear war, a, a global a global depression, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like you're saying, you know, we the sort of, nothing we can't control so many things so it's just trying to trying to find a way to keep bringing yourself back into what can i control what's happening right now one thing at a time yeah indeed so on a more positive note what are you most proud of um i'll I'll limit it to the last few years um so i'm i'm pretty proud of how we responded to the COVID 19 pandemic uh, as an industry in Victoria and uh, with Ecolink as a central part of that, um, did uh, twenty thousand plus on-site um, tests and and thousands of on-site vaccinations, which allowed the industry to stay open as the only industry staying open. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that. That's um, yeah. It was it felt like a siege quite often because um, you're driving through empty seats to go to empty streets to go to work sites. It's kind of very dystopian, right? Um, but uh, it was uh, it was something I'm very proud of. And my dog would bark during media interviews about the. I love and it. I, and, and there were such highlights, like um, we were going to do. I think we we're going to do about a thousand a month of these tests. And I got the phone call on a Saturday from this uh, departmental secretary and said. Can you do look? Could you do maybe ten thousand instead of a thousand in in, in a week? I'm like, Jeez. no, <laughs> how? Um, but uh, we managed to. So, my uh, God, I'm very I'm very proud of that. It was a it was a lot for an organisation of fifty to sixty people to take on, but it's great. That's huge. It's huge, man. So, well. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank, thank you for being so open. I've taken a huge amount out of this, and I'm sure our listeners will get a lot out of it and really appreciate you making this time. Um, and finally, where, where can we send our listeners if they want to learn more about Incolink? Um, just to ecolink.org.au, I-N-C-O-L-I-N-K.org.au. Great. We'll, we'll have the... Um, in the show notes, we'll have the link there. So, yeah, thank you again, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Nick. Um, have a great uh, evening, is it? 
early evening here. Yeah, early evening. So, um, yeah, will do, indeed. Appreciate it. Thanks to Eric Locke for joining me today on Brick by Brick. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the Movie Mind book at nickbrax.com slash book. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.